It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back after a one-week hiatus after our previous show. It's your boy, Anthony Armand. I'm rolling solo on this venture, apparently. It's my first time doing so, so be patient with me as I work through my own nervousness of being the only voice um, on the show. So what I'm going to do is give you a chance to call and listen because I know that you want to. You know, you want to check us out online, um, go to our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that, shoot us some questions that you have or anything that we may cover. Um, the number to call in is 646-668-8479. And I'll be taking any answers, any questions or anything, trying to give you the best answers that I have on anything that I'm going to go over. Um, because I am solo, I'm not sure how long this is going to run. We're normally a two-hour show. It could be shorter. It could actually fill it up. I like to hear myself talk sometimes, so we'll see. Um, if not, what I'm going to do is take a quick break away come back, do the news, and then we'll dive into our regular topic. And we haven't taken a break in a long time. So let me see. Apropos for what's going on tonight, I'm going to throw out a little Childish Gambino. And I'll be right back. Look how I'm living now. Uh, 
police be tripping up. Yeah, this is America. Runs in my area. I got the strap. I gotta carry him. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is Gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get the pad. Yeah, yeah, I'm so cold like, yeah. Yeah, I'm so dull like, yeah. We gon' blow like, yeah. normally 
you know, me and some other people, but um, we didn't talk about the young lady from Alabama that was found brutally murdered. She had been abused. Um, I'm not, I can't even, I don't know how a person can do that to a child and then discard of their body like they were trash. Um, that just, and then yeah, I'm at a loss of words because it was a man, which I'm like, okay, but it was also a woman involved in this, which was the weird thing. For you to be able to do this to someone else's child, but apparently the guy was, this is what he did. Um, I don't want to propagate violence or anything like that, but in this case, I'm all for it. I hope they get him in prison, and then I hope they punish him and her to the fullest extent that the law allows. For you to take a three-year-old, snatch her and do everything they said that he did, and then just discard her in a waste receptacle like she was trash is just... terrible, man. This is the state of the world that we're in right now. And, and it's it's an absolute shame. The little girl's name was Camille McKinney. They called her Cupcake. And it's... I have no words for it. I, I'm sorry. Normally I'm very talkative and you got to stop me from talking, but that's just... it's. It's difficult for me to fathom how you can do that to someone, let alone a three-year-old child, and then think that it's okay. (sighs) Well... The next thing up is New York. I'm I'm really starting to believe, and I, I know that Ramona Shanae likes me to say allegedly whatever, really starting to believe that the NYPD is a terroristic organization. It just is what it is. The way they're handling people, there's been several in, um, instances lately to where more than their normal wilding out, they're just, they going at it. Um, there were some young men, subway station, and the cops just beat them. I mean, you see them just punching them. There's videos out there of them. And they're kids. And then you're mad at them for fighting back 
and we get the whole of resisting arrest thing and everything else, which is the largest crock of crap known to man, because the natural thing for a person to do when you're beating them, pulling them, tugging them, throwing them, is to want to fight back, which is going to be labeled as a resistance. But that's just natural survival instincts. <laughs> you're resisting getting your behind whooped. I mean, you're resisting a, a knee in the back. You're resisting somebody punching you in the head. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably resisting. You're, there's probably a lot of resisting going on when that happens. And then there was a young man in Subway, inside the Subway car, and they pull up to the station, and everybody just, the video just shows people start scrambling, and you're wondering why people are scrambling. And it's because before any kind of confrontation of any sort, whether it be peaceful or not, was had with this young man, the police officers already had their weapons drawn and aimed into a subway car, which caused all the rest of the passengers to run for safety. The person they were after, he sat there in the car with his hands up on the chair, and when the door finally opened, they still bum-rushed him, <laughs> grabbed him, mishandled him, threw him, everything else. And, you know, it's, it's a crying shame. You've got serial killers, mass shooters, and everything else that get handled with a certain level of care. But the interaction with black people or people of color in general is usually a violent one. That's a very wicked way to handle things. But, you know, that's a New York thing. They, and, and it's not just their department. There's, we, we don't cover a lot more police departments. But, you know, NYPD has been doing this since back in the days with Amadou Diallo when they did uh, Eric Garner not too long ago. You know, they have a history of excessive force, violence, murder, you know, and then to call this stuff justified, and we watch them peacefully take people into custody that have done 10 times, things that are 10 times as worse, just, it's unacceptable, you know, and I said for black folks in general, because, you know, that is me, so I'm only going to speak for me, is that we need to do a better job of standing up as a community, as a whole, against corrupt police departments who are weaponized to be able to come into our neighborhoods and terrorize the people of the neighborhood. You know, whether it be stop and frisk or, you know, whatever reasons that they give, you know, loitering, which is the biggest load of crap known to man. You know, you can get hit for loitering in your own yard, which is dumb. Loitering around your own apartment, loiter, you know, it's, it, it's there's just several things that, that have negative connotations. And if people actually do the work and they look, 
they were started off through racism. And, and it's it's very hard to fix a situation without actually wanting to to fix the situation at the root of the situation. And most don't because the status quo is the status quo for a reason. You look to recently over to New Mexico and you had a little 11-year-old girl who was tossed around and beaten by a school resource officer. Meanwhile, school administrators at first didn't say a word. Then when they started to, they just stood back and asked the cop, you know, please stop, please stop. Instead of interjecting themselves into the situation and getting the police officer to stop, while he was physically, verbally, spiritually, mentally accosting this young lady. And her family, you know, there, there, there was disciplinary, administrative leave crap that we're so used to. He finally resigned, but there are no criminal charges as of yet, which is utter BS. But her family is probably, it, you know, they have a lawyer, so probably going to be a civil suit, but still, it ain't going to hurt him in that way in the civil suit. It's going to hurt the school and the police department, which I'm all for because they're culpable as well. But at the same time, there needs to be some criminal charges against this young man who beat an 11-year-old girl. Which circles back around to my point of we have to start policing our own communities again because the people that they are putting into our communities to police our communities are not of the community, have no care for the community or the people in the community, and they are a detriment to the community. So, um, as I, you know, progress to the next thing in my news, uh, Varsity Blues scandal. Felicity Huffman was released. She didn't even have to serve a full 14 days. And I don't care if they say they have more charges coming and stuff like that. She served 11 days. Not even a full four. Couldn't just keep her in there three more days and get her a full 14, 11 days. Meanwhile, there's a black woman in Texas who sent her kid to a school out of district because she wanted to give that child a better education, and she got five years. And here you have somebody who knowingly cheated, bought off, paid for whatever you want to call it, her child's way into a school, violating every rule law known to man along the way to do it, and she got 11 days. 
because you can say she got 14 and got out, whatever. She got 11 days. Oh, and before I forget, circling back to cops, Amber Geiger. Really, y'all? Who didn't see this crap coming? Now, all of a sudden, her lawyers are going to file an appeal, and she's going to be able to fight, and that dumb judge and everybody else that hugged her are probably going to be there on her side trying to get her off, or they're just going to use that against them. You only got 10 years for cold-blooded murder. And you still get to appeal with a chance to get off. And that's crap. And this is the state of affairs that we are dealing with on a constant basis. As this country that we built deteriorates before our eyes further than it already is. But, you know, I digress. So, Southwest Airlines. Flight attendant alleges two pilots live-streamed a video from inside of an airplane bathroom to an iPad in the cockpit. And I ask you, what is wrong with people? All the free entertainment on the Internet, all the cams, all the porn hubs, and all the everything else. But it goes back to people not having respect for people, not respecting their privacy, not respecting anything. Folks don't have respect for anybody else anymore. And it shows up, and it shows up quite often in all these things that you see where folks are constantly violating each other. I don't like long, silent pauses. It's just I'm trying to gather my thoughts on all of this foolishness because the majority of it's upsetting. We pull our troops out of Syria, once again, take a giant dump on the Kurds, 
but almost immediately they're ordered back not to actually go help and do some good, but to protect the oil fields. Which is why I'm glad Trump is president, because at least he's telling the truth that it was all about oil, because other people would say it's to secure blah, 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 and to make sure freedom and justice and democracy and blah, blah, blah. Bullcrap, 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 bullcrap. Give it to the people how it is. And I told everybody, when Trump got elected, I am so happy. I did not vote for him. But this is going to be the funniest thing in the world because this man doesn't know how to politic. So you're going to get a whole lot of flat-out truth about why we're really doing stuff. Because he doesn't understand spin. He's just going to be telling it all. And I'm going to laugh to the cows come on. Because every time we turn around, he doing it. Another story, a Georgia foster mother is charged with second-degree murder and cruelty after twin three-year-old die in a hot car. I don't understand how people can leave their children in a car. How do you forget your kids was in the car? How do you forget living, breathing creatures that you love and cherish in a car? And I don't get it. It makes zero sense. I've never understood it where people are like, oh, I'm I've got kids, feels like a trillion of them, but I never, I never could fathom actually leaving a child in the car. That's just wild to me. Oh, hold on a second. It appears I have a caller. Hello. Hello? Yes, caller. How can we help you? Thanks for calling We the People Radio. I was look- yeah, I was looking at the um the title to this show. It it seems interesting. Um I think uh like you know, you seem like someone who thinks, you know, you don't really see that too much. Um I was wondering what do you think is the uh the cause of why we're where we're at today, where, you know, the average person does stuff like the car with the kids and, you know, like you were saying in your title, the um, the last stand in the fall. With the car stuff, I, I, I really don't get it. I, I don't understand. I've had a couple of people try to explain it to me, you know, you're in a rush and to me, you knew you put them in the car. They're in the car. I've, you know, I've had 
kids in my car throughout my life, whether they be my own kids, somebody else's kids, my godchildren, nieces and nephews. And never once have I forgotten that a child was in the back seat that I placed in the back seat. I don't get how, you know, how folks forget that. And then if you did forget, maybe you forgot for like four or five steps where you're like, oh, crap, forgot the kid. Not eight, nine hours while you at work, you know, or a couple hours while you're inside of a store. It's like, how, how do you... How do you not notice that you did not bring your child with you when you know you left the child with you? You know you, you know you left with the child. That doesn't make sense to me. So I, I have a real hard time understanding that. Now, as far as the, the, the titler part of the whole show, um, I say that because it was already said. There was a white gentleman that actually stated it and said that this was the white man's last stand. Um, and he said that the election of Donald Trump was the direct result of it because people are trying to take away their identity and they have to protect it, which is why you've seen so many different, you know, little hate groups and everything pop up around, you know, new ones that pop up, old ones that resurface. And, and there's just a boldness to it now that hasn't been there in a while. So mm. the rise um, was was there. It's just the it's the last. He says it's the last stand now. Would you would you consider the Klan a hate group? I mean, that, traditionally, yeah, yeah. I, I do. So now, I mean, that, that's why I'd asked the previous question of, you know, instead of blaming, you know, could could we, like, look for the cause of, of the situation of how, you know, the society, the way it is right now, it's, it's ridiculous. It didn't happen overnight. Um, no. You know, when I think to myself, you know, because this is the first thing I think when, yeah, there's – there's messed up groups that formed in the last decade, but um, if the Klan is the hate group, which it seems to be, you know, and probably more a violent hate group, um, why, you know, nothing being done about that seems to have spawned a lot of these other groups because, you know, if we can see that, you know, a lot of the younger generation can naturally see it. And even not just the younger generation, but people in their 30s, you know, in 40s, and even older people, you know, that have told me stuff that, you know, people are still alive that couldn't be at the same table and stuff like that. And, um, you know, that doesn't just get outlawed and everything stop. It's like drugs. They outlaw it. People don't stop doing drugs. So when they outlaw mm-hmm. uh, segregation, you know, how is it really stopped? You know, and then years and years go by, decades, and then now it comes to where, you know, people are just, you know, it seems like they've, they've just lost it. You know, and, and what I see is, you know, um, it's sort of like, and this is, it's hard for people to accept this. I tell them, look at it closely. If you see good white men, they will never get really acknowledged. 
But if you got men right. who are white that are that are not good, that are that are belligerent and mean and you know clan basically and more uh, beyond that, they get rewarded in a way. They get supported. They get you know made excused for you know. But the good guy that should really have that treatment, he's outcasted. And then the sad part is is that. The bad guys, the bad white guys, try to act like, oh, the attack on white men is them, you know, and it's it's it, you know, it's really the attack on the good white men, not on the bad white man, you know, and it's sad that we have the habit in those terms because, you know, I mean, people go to fill out an application or anything, and they they put that the category race, you know, and it really. Mm-hmm. Um, it shows us it's, it's, it's always been alive. You know, it seems like if you track it back, I'm saying, okay, maybe somebody will, will see like, okay, yeah, if you didn't have, you know, it bred people to be really, really bad, you know, to say, okay, if I'm not good, I can rise up in positions. And, you know, almost every, you know, person in the Oval Office, you know, just that whole concept of saying, okay, I have to vote for a guy who's, if you look at it, if you're really a free thinker, you'll say, yeah, this guy is really like a slave representative because I don't get to vote on the war. I don't get to vote on whether I, I'm going to pay for certain, you know, military budgets. It's taken, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, you know, people, you're rare to see a person in society think of that. They're going to, they're keeping people at each other's throat. They really are keeping people at each other's throat. Now, you know, uh, with the gender thing, you know, because the, the, the gender thing is, is ridiculous. You know, that that's a whole other uh, attack, you know, on people. And I'm not, you know, saying anything about, you know, against somebody. It's just saying, you know, science tells us, you know, we got two, you know, biological, you know, forms, you know, two genders. And, you know, it's 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 like definitions are being changed to where somebody's saying, Oh no, your gender, there's, there's so many genders, but no, 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 that's your sexual orientation, your gender. You can only have two genders, you know? So stuff like that, where people are arguing over the definition of something that we can easily see is just, you know, basically, okay, that's the difference of your sexual orientation from your gender. While, and and this is the crazy thing, what people just forget about, while we're still at war, you know, for for right. not what nineteen right. years, yeah, yeah, you know, no weapons, you know, no, everybody forgot about that. You know, mm-hmm. I think about that and I say, wow, nobody cares that nothing was found, two countries were destroyed, billions, trillions of our tax dollars. I mean, we're not even in a surplus anymore because of this. 19-year thing. You know, we were in a surplus in the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that's you know, another, that's why... I'm, another endless war. Yeah, yeah. You're right. And and the whole population, it seems like not too many people can see this. Like, you see it, I see it, you know, and there's stuff that we ourselves don't see. But just to get where we're at, basically just seeing it for what it is, that's, you're not, you know, 99% of the people out there are just going to be arguing on who to vote for, uh, you know, and just angry, uh, no hope 
for change, you know, no thought of saying, okay, how do we, you know, what's going on even, you know, they, they don't even see that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't agree with Donald most of the time, but there's one thing, you know, where he's talking about the media, but I'm like, it's television overall, you know, so much stuff out there to distract people from what's actually important. And that was one of the greatest tricks ever is tricking people into believing what's important ain't important. So, like you said, it, it, nobody cares anymore. But they care about, you know, what happened on Real Housewives, you know, what happened on this show, what happened on here, what happened in the football game. That, and it's like, cool, those are your distractions. Be distracted by it, but never lose sight of the actual thing. And that's the thing. They've given so many distractions that people have lost sight of the actual thing, and they don't care anymore because now folks are comfortable and they're complacent. When, if and it's crazy because if you look at the world all around us outside of the United States, all these people are protesting and fighting their governments for things that they feel are unjust. Where, you know, we're in this place that was founded on a protest, and we won't stand up for ourselves whatsoever. I, I just think yeah. that's the wildest thing in the world. Yeah, that the cause. When we look back, we start to say. That cause, it comes back from, you know, years, 100 years of you give certain people privileges, then just like, you know, certain comics said, he said, you don't have rights, you got privileges, and those privileges can be mm-hmm. taken. And when you have a privilege and it's taken for equality, that equality seems like oppression. Mm-hmm. You know, so... People are starting to see that. And, you know, I tell people, look, we got to start when we go back and we look at the history of it. I said, you know, if, if you to tell how we're mature or not, I use a, an analogy to say, okay, if Europe was overcome by other cultures in there, which are immigrating, and there were no more basic Europeans, that would be wrong, right? You know, you'd say, okay, yeah, they let people in. Now there's you know, they're in uh, concentration camps in their countries. So we can see that that's wrong. If we can't match that over here and say that this was wrong, not to say, you know, you got to, you know, scrap everything, whatever, but just to admit, you know, because that's a level of maturity that a lot of people you aren't at. And that's why. Scrap everything, though, which is the unfortunate part. Yeah, no, you do. You're, you're absolutely right. <laughs> if, it's built, if it's built on a lie, it's going to fall. Yep. And we're starting to see that it was built on a lie. Like, I mean, the Boston Tea Party, mm-hmm. if people really look at that, guys didn't even have the courage to really do it. They dressed up as Native Americans. You know, that's like very, very a cowardly act, which is right. taught to us as rebellious. And we were, it's like, what do you mean rebellious? They're mm-hmm. hiding in costumes. You know, it's like, so we're taught that the the people who aren't really you know, the the good guys are supposedly the good guys. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are telling us, hey, man, the only thing that really matters, you know, is there, you know, being able to eat, you know, living in harmony with stuff. And um, you're going to have problems. Yeah, you're going to have problems without that. I mean, when I look at the Western world, we have the power to change the world for the better. I mean, if we can pollute and destroy the world, we can prevent that mm. pollution and we can, you know, yeah, we can make this a paradise. 
We we really can't. Mm-hmm. But um, it seems like it's kind of like Planet of the Apes. Like they got in power, <laughs> you know, and we're like uh, mm-hmm. the Charlton Heston. Yeah, you know, saying how to yeah, how those to that are in power happen. don't want to. They 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 don't want to relinquish that power whatsoever, and they're doing everything they possibly can to hold on to it. You know, and I had to talk with somebody one time. I said, listen. I said, the people you celebrate in history books as these great men were terrorists to us. I said, they were terrible for my family. You know, I said, you know, back to my, my, my grandmother's people who were native, you know, of, of native tribes, I said, uh, up to the African people that were brought over here, the people that were, I'm like, they were terrorists. They were terrible people. Andrew Jackson was a terrible person, yet he's sitting on a $20 bill every time we go shopping to remind us of how great he was when he was terrible to us. But, you know, it's like, that's wrong. You, you can't, and, and, you know, and this is another thing I tell people, like, but you have to understand this nation was never meant for people of color to actually be in, thrive in, live in, and mix in with everybody else. And because yeah. of that, that's no, the reason right. you have to scrap everything. Once they freed everybody, and said equal rights, you should have scrapped everything from right then on there, but they didn't. So they kept a hierarchy in place, and that was the, the greatest trick they ever pulled, and it's the most successful one to this day because now the people actually in charge don't have to do anything because all the lower-rung people that think they have a privilege are doing it for them. Mm-hmm. It, it was crazy yeah. for me to see when Trump got elected, all these people were like, oh, get rid of Obamacare, not understanding that, hey, poor white guy. This is your Medicaid that you're about to scrap that you don't even understand what it is because it's called Obamacare, but it's the Affordable Health Care Act, which is giving you the medical stuff you never had before. And then mm-hmm. when they found it out, they was like, oh, crap, what do we do? Yeah, what did you do, dumb dumb? You went against your own self-interest in the name of hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they definitely try to keep us apart. I mean, I think that the founding of it um, wasn't even just for basically white people. It was more for rich or certain entitled white people because of the uh, of the slaves, the Irish slaves, and you know other um, slaves that could be considered European that were also um, you know enslaved up until the Civil mm-hmm. War. Basically, you know, it's a hidden fact to make people think, oh, it's only black people. You know, again, to play that that hatred and try to get it going up. But when people look at it, they, there's good books. Uh, three of them is, is showing the steps to that, how, how the Jewish became white, how the Irish mm-hmm. became white and how Italians became white. Cause in Europe, people don't say that, you know, they, they say they're German or Russian, you know, they, right. now they say, yeah, white, they had to create that to kind of, you know, strip people of their right. ethnic. Yeah. It's a great trick. It's a great trick because everybody bought it. Everybody, everybody, people don't understand, everything was tribal before. It was about where you were from. Yep. That's why there was little Italy's and and, and little Ireland's and, you know, China. Everything was tribal. Everybody had their own. If you were from here, this is where you went. You had your own thing. Then they said, no, 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 no. You guys have to understand you're this, but you're better than these people. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Cool. As long as we're better than them. Oh, yeah. That that was, I noticed 
the turn with a lot of that was when they had a, it was a slave rebellion in Jamestown. I think it was about a hundred and something, about 80, 80 something blacks, 20 something whites. And after that massive slave rebellion where about 99 of those people were hung, um, that's when they said, look, we got to separate these people, you know, because this is too mm-hmm. dangerous. And they said, what we're going to do is you're not Irish anymore. You're white. And you need to watch out for those guys over there. So you're going to mm-hmm. be the guys, you know, you're going to be poor. You're going to live just as bad as them. But, you know, you're white. You know, don't worry about it. At least you ain't black. And we still have that no, till today. Right. You got, oh, yes, you know, it's funny. Yeah, I look at that and I say, the government, whoever or whatever is running it, is it's like smarter than the average, than humans, period. It's like some type of super psychological uh, thing that lives hundreds of years that can, you know, kind of force see maniacally this. genius. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really, I told it one guy on a show, he didn't, he didn't know. I said the name government, the word govern is to restrict, to limit, to, to hold back. And mm-hmm. meant is mind. I said, it literally means mind control. And um, when we say we need a better government and this and that, we're 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 already their prey, you know. It's 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 a real tough situation because, you know, now I think we're all seeing like, wow, this was always meant to just enslave everybody. It's kind of like everybody. working for a bad guy, yeah, you know, and, and killing for the bad guy, and then he turns around and gets somebody to get rid of you, you know, and that's really mm-hmm. what we see happening. It's really, it's sort of like, uh, I mean, they uh, just. We, it, you can't, you can't really talk even a conversation like this to anybody in their twenties. Really, it's like rare. I mean, yeah. there, it's an assault. Uh, one person told me entertainment. The meaning of that word itself is to distract, to hold the attention of. And like you mm-hmm. said, everybody's distracted. Everybody's distracted. And and it's crazy when I tell people this, they're like, "Oh, you preach hate and divisiveness." It's like, no, it's actually the opposite. I'm saying this so that you can realize what's actually happening so that people can realize you're people, first and foremost. Get rid of everything else, people. Oh, you're just, no, 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 no. You're paying attention to all the constructs that were put in place to keep us divided. And I tell folks, if you want to know a cold piece, watch the people versus Jones because – you had the slaves and the farmers join together against the uh, South. And the reason being is because the South was taking the farmers' fields, and they were killing the slaves. But, you know, they were taking – during the Civil War, they were taking the farmers' fields and saying, you have to grow this stuff for us. Oh, we're going to use your houses and stay in and do all this stuff like that. So they had a common enemy. And as soon as it was all over, when they were winning – the, uh, the, 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 the United States came to them after the war was over and said, hey, guys, listen, we're going to give you white people all this land back, your farms and everything, plus a little bit more, but you got to leave those black people alone. They said, whoa, all right. Ugh. And it's yeah. crazy because – and it's like you had won more than what they were giving you, but they gave you just enough to get you to – just enough to take the fight out of you. You know, and yep. I'm like, it's the same thing with jobs nowadays. It's like they give you just enough to get you coming back. 
Oh yeah, but it ain't I never call it comfortable, comfortable slavery. That's what I call it. Yep. Because we're all comfortable. Very good definition. <laughs> thanks. I mean, I, it's funny because you know I feel it myself. Like, yeah, I want to rebel, but it doesn't. You know, it's more like, yeah, I'll I'll try to find people that think similar, but um. The physical part of it to even rebelling peacefully, you know, like kind of separating and, you know, saying, okay, at the least we could have a town, you know, that we could start and, you know, say, okay, we have, we know how we get our water, we, we test our water, you know, and we'd probably be constantly fighting a, a battle against the government for testing our water saying, hey, our water's polluted, why are you keep polluting our water, we got to filter it, and that's where we're at right now, you know, because, I tell people, you test any water out of a faucet, and you'll find stuff in it. I said, you you got to have a filter. It's, it's um, yeah, I said, it's really like we basically are fighting our own mind control, you know, government. Cause, it, it's I mean, fluoride, Michigan. man. <laughs> like when they started fluoride. Yep. It is like. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't know. I think, I think it was, uh, one guy had a study. He said he, he had something saying that the first, documented use was in the concentration camps in Germany. He said that Hitler was using mm. fluoride because it made people more docile, less likely to break out, you know, um, you know, and they probably were using it before that, you know, and then what a lot of people don't see now, it's like pharmaceutical Armageddon. If over the last 20 years, it's uh, a pill culture and almost anyone in the, 20s is just you know basically was raised on pills like a normality mm-hmm. children given it yeah so that we really are wrong all that stuff they did to them yep yep and it's everywhere and you know the bad i think one guy he made a good point it one part of it really stems back to authority you know when we look at authority as something is like he said to be respected which it shouldn't be that's the beginning. And I made up something saying, okay, so it's really authority over intelligence. So it's saying, okay, don't worry about what you're thinking and you know to be right. Listen, because I said it. And that's the government. Like when I see the trails in the skies, I can't, there's nobody almost. Everybody has gotten less and less I can talk to about that. They'll make excuses. They'll say, well, you know, it could be wingtip vertices, you know, it's uh, condensation off the engine, certain types. And I said, well, why didn't we see this in the 70s and the 80s when we were kids? Well, why didn't we see this? I said, there were clear blue skies, cumulus clouds. If you see cumulus clouds today, the, the, the puffy circular, you'll see a white bluish background behind it, 100, you know, 80 miles higher back in the sky. You don't get blue skies anymore. You you just don't. It, it not in certain populated areas. It's it's horrible. And they're making it like what Stalin called normalized. You know the situation has been normalized, which is like the most terrible thing. They're putting it in children's books. You're seeing the chemtrail behind in the sky. They're making it so normal to where people. Everybody, I, oh, it's what are you crazy? You're not one of those because that's a, that's a, that's a condensation in the air, you know. And it, it just that's how they're winning, you know. It, and 
it's we're like in um I wouldn't say the Matrix, but like more in a zombie movie, like Night of the Living Dead, and everybody's turning into these zombies that can't think or won't think, and the people that do think and like us when we talk to them, just like a zombie, they'll try to eat the the thoughts out of your head, you know, think like me, you know, and then everything will be all right. You think different, and this is what's going to happen. So it seems like we're like survivors in that type of a scenario. You know, and other and people it's, are it's, going to be. We're, we're looked at the crazy people because we're identifying the norm. And it's yes. like, but we're pointing out to you the thing that is controlling you and you're so happy with your controller. And I'm like, every, and me and my brother were talking about this the other day, and we were like, people don't understand the power of words. I was like, you, it, they call it spelling for a reason. You're casting spells every time you talk. I was like, so they trick you with the words. I'm like, everything is with the words. It, it's television programming. They literally tell you what they're doing. But, <laughs> yep. You look past That's amazing that you said that. <laughs> that was great. You know, it, it, that was real. Words, people don't understand the importance of words. They don't understand the importance of speech. And I'm like, they've fooled you into thinking so many different things inside of your language mean what they're telling you that it means when it doesn't actually mean that. They've just finagled it so that you believe it. And you're not even interested in actually finding out what it is that you're actually saying. But, you know, and, and, and I forgot where I heard it at. They said the rule is, though, they always have to tell you the truth. They just do it in such a way that you don't really pay attention to it. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, because you can't, you can't say they didn't tell you. <laughs> what was that? that movie with Will Smith that one time where he, uh, where it was all that surveillance, enemy of the state, and everybody's like, oh, that had never happened. Then the, they did 9-11, and them idiots said, you know what? We want surveillance all the time. Yep. Yeah, they, they, they It's funny because there aren't any coincidences that I've kind of noticed that things happen all. for a reason. And when you said mm-hmm. the words and spelling, I had wrote a book, a short 30-page, you know, 31-page booklet on Amazon years ago, about 2016, called Spellcaster. And I did it because I had found out over years of study that just what you said, exactly true. I said, wow, we spell the word. So we're casting a spell. And I wrote Mm -hmm. how one of the spells I put in there was the morning spell. I said, morning is, you know, for awake. You know, that's where you mourn at. So in other cultures, I put, I think, from, from a lot of European languages, um, I studied, I said, all of these languages say good day. Even the Latin languages, good day, buenos dias, bon dia, dia. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, good day. So it was switched because our language is based on German and Latin and a little bit of Greek. And, and it is a conglomerate language, but the Germans say guten tag, which is good day, but they also have guten morgen. You know, mm-hmm. so the, the, the morning... When I looked at that, uh, another researcher had told me, she said, look at the whole sentence of what you say. 
I wake in the morning. So you're mourning your own wake. And what, what do you do? You go to earn your living. The urn is for the ashes of the dead. So we use three funerary terms in the normal mm. so-called spelling. So we cast the spell on ourselves because we speak those as the terms um, of our own sentence. And you're right, English is, language is extremely important. I, I, I never really got a lot of people to look at it. You know, I just, that's why I wrote the book and I said, okay, it's something short. People can read it. It's not going to be, you know, 100 pages for the non-reader. It's just going to be a quick excerpt and somebody can say, you know, you're right. It's always better to say good day. And it's funny because it gives you the feeling when somebody does say good morning, if you say good day, it kind of gives a little feeling like you're being a little disrespectful instead of saying good morning back to them. Sort of like saying our morning is good, which morning isn't. So right. if we take it a step further and say, okay, person wakes in their in the morning, goes to earn their living at their job, which is the Hebrew word job for persecution. So mm-hmm. most people, yeah, and that's why people say, no, I don't have a job. I have a career, you know, without probably knowing the etymology of Job. And then during the what? The week, <laughs> the weekday. <laughs> why would it be a week? Why doesn't it be a, you know, a strong day, you know? And then what do we get? Right. The weekend. We get the weekend of the deal. You know, so what you said, it, I know mm-hmm. it's not a coincidence that you said that. And I, you know, studied that myself. That's like amazing that, that you know about the spelling and the word, you know, the containment unit. It just, that, that is, yeah, that's why I had to mention hey, that. Hey, power of life and death is in your tongue, and people don't pay enough attention to it. And when you try to tell them, they're like, uh, I'm like, dude, it's always, listen, if people have always done incantations, if they've always done all these things where you speak, and they tell you, you know, you, even motivational people tell you to get up and say stuff to yourself in the morning to encourage us. If everybody knows that what you say is so important, then why do we believe that what we say ain't important in our daily words? And that 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 perplexes me because I'm like everything you say is important and it has meaning. The problem is we don't know what the actual meaning is because we're just going off of what we've been told. And we don't do research. Nobody researches nowadays. They just they want you to tell them. So you can tell them anything. You're right. Google is their God. I call it the square God. They go, they look it up on the computer or their square telephone God. And um, they'll, they'll say, oh, well, Google doesn't say that. And I'll ask them, I'll say, well, why don't you try just thinking for a couple of minutes? It's, it's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking is hard. That's why most people judge. That's why most people do it. Yeah, you know, it's easier to judge than think. You know, it's just, uh, yep. and that's what they do. They'll judge it quick, but they won't think, and that's what society wants. I mean, there's a teacher. He wrote. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, he wrote a book called Weapons of Mass Instruction. He was a teacher mm-hmm. for 30 years in New York City. And, you know, I studied under him, you know, with his books and his videos for years, you know, saying, wow, this guy's a teacher for me without me ever meeting him. You know, thank goodness he's he's come out and did so much. And he said that, you know, he said, you want somebody to be immoral. So 
If you're on the battlefield, it's a nightmare if the captain has men who are moral because they might kill, they might not kill, and you don't want that. Mm-hmm. He goes, you want, you want somebody that will kill anybody for a silver star, and that's what we got. They will kill anybody for uh, – and the Medal of Honor. Uh, somebody had you know, told me years ago when I looked it up, I said, wow, he said the Medal of Honor was created for men that killed the most Native Americans. So that's how the medal mm. got created. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a real wow. ugly history. Oh, yeah. It, it's really, yeah. And then, you know, just stuff that they do, you know, just showed me that, wow, everybody's getting screwed. Anybody who helped every, that's what makes me think it goes, a regular person's not going to see from the industrial revolution to here or even from Columbus or something. No, there's just no way that this was like some type of re-engineering of, of a civilization from something that may have fallen or, you know, but there, there's no uh, Wright brothers in 1903 and your fighter jet pilots 40 years later. No, hell no. That, that just any right. thinking person. Yeah. They'll say something's fishy here. And it would go on the assumption of the person saying, no, 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 that's how it progresses. That's the person who believes everything the government tells them. You know, I tell them the government is never going to tell you everything. Yeah, I said, television isn't to to entertain you. Television was a military reconnaissance. If you can have a television picture of the area of the enemy, you become godlike on that person. You know, so mm-hmm. then if you can use it to program the population, oh, even better. The propaganda, you know, so man. Now, yep. Yep. The biggest, uh, I, yeah, just. I, I don't know if you've ever listened to this show before or heard any of our stuff, but one of my things that I tell people all the time is I really don't believe the Revolutionary War ever took place. And if it did, we didn't it, win. Yeah, no, it definitely. I, I I could agree with that. It just uh, it, a lot of people don't <laughs> know. Washington in D- charge. Yeah, definitely. They they're in charge of the world. Uh, there was a philosopher. Right. Yeah, he's from Scotland, and he said whatever it was that was created wanted to rule the world with Britain as the nucleus. And in the early 1900s, like say 1901, 1902, they said we're going to build these arenas that are going to keep men in a state of childlike mentality. And those were the, the beginning of building sports stadiums. And when you look at it, when you look at the average or, and I have to say probably 90% of the men that follow it hard, they are, they have a very immature outlook. They're easily controlled. You know, football is a, is a sport of war. You know, it was created directly right. from that. Like look at the rules and, you know, and you start to say to yourself, wow, this is, this is a serious thing. And Britain, it really does. It rules the world. I mean, we think we're independent. We're just there. We're like their undercover hitmen, you know, where yep. they would say, oh, no, they're not Britain. They're Americans. <laughs> no, we're, we speak English, you know. It's like, well, more, you know, it, yeah, it just, so, yeah. I'm like, if you broke away from them, why are you such good friends with them? If you revolted yeah. against these people. Why are you friends? Why why do you always go hang out with them? Why do they still have a king and queen that, you know, have to weigh in on everything? And why do you care so much in this country about what the monarchs of another – we don't care nothing about anybody else's monarchs. We're not talking about the Spanish royalty over here 
the French, all the other monarchies that are happening all around the world, we don't care. But the British royals, you say anything to the average person about the British royals, they get all up in arms about it. It's like, why? Yep. They're not your king and queen, right? Yep. Hidden, hidden masters for people that don't know, and they think that they're free. That, that's the craziest thing. They actually think that yep. they're free. Freedom is, uh, you know, I, I was telling one guy, I said, the Constitution really makes you free the same way a get well card makes you better. I said, it doesn't. Mm. I said, you have to read it and you have to say, okay, I have to take action upon what it says. And if you let anybody else do it for you, you're a slave. And that's what they, they kind of betted on that. They knew that the comfortable slavery would get you to give it up. And, you know, I, I mean, I, as a teen, I was in the military. So when I tell people, look, you can, you know, you got to have your weapons, I said, but remember, they're coming at you with military-grade weapons. It's different when, right. you, when you fired M60s and 50 calibers and, you know, the, the anti-tank law. You know, those are, and those are, you know, when I did it, it was, you know, outdated now. So I can imagine um, what we're paying for, you know, that they would use, you know, sheriff's departments basically have tanks, you know. And um, it's it's has come to that, you know, uh, that Chinese philosopher Confucius, he made a good quote. They asked him, what would you do if you wanted to take over a country and control the population? He said, the first thing I would do is control the language. And that's what, you know, mm-hmm. that's exactly what both of us see clearly. People would think we're crazy. Yep. You know, they, they would definitely, you know, say, oh, you guys are conspiracy. And it's like, what conspiracy? You, you it's called spelling. <laughs> you know, it's like, how much more direct can you get? But when you tell them that, they're like, oh, it's not like that, though. You put too much stuff into it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Literally, it says it. But you say, I'm reading too much. Like, the, the, the number one thing I hear is, I'm reading too much into it. It's like, no, you're not reading enough into it. I take it plain as day for what stuff says. The stuff literally tells you what it is. And you want to adopt something else to fit whatever they pumped in your brain. And I told myself, I understand. I was a military brat growing up. Oh, my God. I bled red, white, and blue all the way through and, and, and was like, do this, do this, and do this. They do a great job of indoctrination for, for mm-hmm. military children. I said, but then I started to see stuff. You know, I saw my brother come home from, from being a Marine recon to just being – to where, you know, I worry about the man on a daily basis because his brains are scrambled. You know, I, I've seen what they what these guys look like when they come back that they sent out there. And that does something to a man to have him go out there and kill other people. There, there's nothing normal about that, and you want him to come back and be a normal piece of society. And then I've seen them discard them. You know, I've talked to the older ones that, that went to war, and in World War II they came home, and they should have been treated as heroes, and they were spit on coming off the buses. Yep. So it's been twenty two days, right? Twenty two vets a day kill themselves, they say. Right. And I'm like, uh, that that's we are a war nation and that is all. We I think in the entire history of the US we've had like six years of peace to where there was not a war. That is what does that say about you as a people to where you can't stop fighting wars? Yep. We've spent and, so and much more flag. money on war than we ever have on our own taking care of our own people here. Yep. 
uh, our flag, the, the red, white, and blue is uh, the American wartime flag. The red, the blue and white flag, the American flag is the peacetime. So it's blue and white stripes, blue and white stars. Um, it has no red. And, um, I, you know, I found out about 15 years ago, some people, you know, I was real rebellious and they were, you know, saying, hey, you know, they were trying to track it back themselves. And they said, well, look at this. They said, you know, what we've been flying is a wartime flag and we don't even know it. And it's, it's definitely shows wow. that there's yeah, people behind the scenes, you know, that that's right. telling us, yeah, they'll say, look at these guys think they're flying a flag of peace. And um, meanwhile, the real peacetime flag looks like this. And I think it, uh, I think it's vertical. I'm not sure. I, I, I had a few pics of it because it was amazing to see the, the differences to say, wow, you know, you, you fly a piece of cloth, you paint it a few colors, and you, you control a nation with it, you know, and then it's not even what they think it is. That's, that's even a, a whole nother level of deceit. And it, it, you know, if you, especially if you look at the sports games, they always put the flag. So it goes back to keeping people into that state of immaturity, like, in Europe, you know, they had to ban people from soccer games. They, they would get extremely violent, the fans. The hooligans. And, um, yes, sir. Oh, yeah, you know. So, you know, that, that should be a scientific, like, observation to say, hey, wait a second. This is like a – this is creating a serious mental problem within society. But then you have all of the, uh, the younger girls that will go for these jocks and then breed more, you know – of that type of, uh, of, of gene, of a subservient, strong gene, just like they did to the Africans over here, building subservient, strong slaves. And the, um, I tell people the woman, everybody's woman, you know, especially the non-white women, but also going into white women. So all women were given, without knowing it, the task of being the slave master to her sons, her husband, and every other man, you know, to, you know, and, and it's it really starts to see when no divorce, when no fault divorce, Ford, I think, it was Ron Nixon or Ford that passed that. That was when it hit the fan, when a woman or a man didn't need a reason to get divorced. So that be, began the gold digger trend, marrying somebody just for their money, divorcing them, you know, right away, uh, spending one night in the house. Now she owns half, half the house, even if she divorces you the mm -hmm. next day. They really are geniuses of divide and conquer. Literal geniuses. It's, it's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm looking at the peace sign. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, right? That, that's that threw me for a leg. Mm. Yeah. Right? It threw me for a loop. That's bananas. Yeah, the lady this has called known. the civil flag intended for peacetime usage. Yep. <laughs> and vertical stripes with blue stars. Vertical red stripes with blue stars on a white flag. And I mean, that thing looks completely different. That's bananas. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We have been, we have been bamboozled from day one and didn't even at nine eleven. I can't talk to people about that. They, they you know, no. I, people get mad yeah. at me about that one. 
I'm like, you don't know yeah, what a control friend. glass looks like, my friend? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that That's the another test. When people can look at that and literally lie to themselves and say, well, they said, they said. And I'm like, oh, forget what they said. Tell me what you saw. Tell me what you see right now in this. Uh, there was a big thing where a lot of people, even high-ranking people, did not know about Building 7. You know, they, they didn't know there was a third building that didn't get hit that fell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you look at that, and that's when you got to say, we're, we're really, in, you know, we're in a point where hey, I'm not really sure because the technology is so rapidly increased in the last two decades, it is surveillance nation. It, it is like, whether you want it or not, it's enemy of the state. I mean, your cell yep. phone is constantly the recording. You can't take the batteries out of the phone no more. Yeah. yeah. And you'll never stop that tracking device. Uh, people are nope. begging already for the implant, you know, in the, in the hand to swipe Which over. I don't you know, some people are that that that's what they're doing to the younger generation. They they're breeding cyborgs. They're breeding people that, without a doubt, can't go anywhere without their phone. You know, I, I gotta respect the people that still you know have do not really use a cell phone. You know, like uh, I think Jesse Ventura came out and said he still doesn't have one. Um, and you know, if you can live that life, great because um, it's there. But then when you look into stuff like smart dust. And you know the the micro uh, chip world that they that they're in, um, everything. I mean, I, I don't even the level that it's at is is movie. It's Hollywood right now. When when you have smart right. dust that can, yeah, you know, it's it, it's a it's a Hollywood level. Um, I think those producers were trying to tell us something, like to say it's here already. And if I tell you, we'll never make another movie again. So I'll make a movie about it, and hopefully. A couple of you guys will get it, like um, Minority Report, you know, when that came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when I see these movies and the cops, they eventually turn out to to be hunted and then they realize who they served were, you know, not the good guys. It really points towards somebody trying to wake us up, you know, to say, hey, you know, or make us aware. You know, I like to use the word. Here. Hold on just a second. Mm-hmm. Hello, caller. You're on the Witty People Radio. How can we help you tonight? Yeah, I'm cooling, man. What's going on? Oh, ain't nothing. Yeah. We're just in here chatting it up. Indeed. I'm sitting here listening to y'all. Uh, I've talked to y'all before. Probably it's, it's been a minute, though, but this is Naj in Atlanta. We, we talked a long time ago. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, y'all hitting on a lot of things, just, just talking about the surveillance state and, you know, some of the things that they're capable of doing. Uh, the thing I the thing I would add I would guess that would be really huge though is to remember that these are all man made things these are man made systems and people make errors critical errors so there's no all encompassing state that always wins and always knows uh, <laughs> the reality of it is the more people start to understand how corrupt and and how uh, overreaching the state is that actually leads people to rebel actually faster. So, you know, even them going as far as they are, uh, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to end up getting normal people, people who don't even look into these type of things to start to question things, and that's when they become vulnerable because no matter what, every system has to have complicity. 
So the, the moment your system is not credible in the eyes of the people, you, you start to have issues. And you see authoritarian regimes fall in, in the same way. Like if you, if you talk to people who lived like, I guess you could say under the Iron Curtain or, or one of those regimes back in the day, the, the things that they would want to know, like when the you know Gestapo whoever would come to your house, they want to know who your friends were, what kind of music you listen to, where you hang out, what you like to eat, where do you go, uh, what do you think about things, what do you like, what do you read? Well, in America, we give those things away for free. So we get on Facebook and we give all that information away that would have taken <laughs> yep. hours of interrogation and, and investigation for them to figure out. We tell that willingly. So we're we're in a weird spot. So, it's, yes, it's a transition. Uh, the idea of privacy for people, I'm guessing I'm around you guys' age, but the people who are younger than us, they have no idea about privacy being something that's important or right. They look at access as even more important. So they'll download an app, even if it means, you know, giving up location and, you know, all kinds of cookies and, you know, and everything else. Uh, within their devices because they don't they don't see that as a problem. So for right now, yes, it, it, it's definitely going to act that way. But getting to the question you asked as far as for your show, is white supremacy failing? To a degree, yes. But, you know, there, there have been other areas, other periods where it's kind of slowed or started to decay and then gotten back up on its, on its feet. So right now it's definitely in a in a period of decline. So you see that with the president who was elected. Uh, you see that with basically all these cash grabs going on from, you know, the top 1% in this country who are looking at this place as, you know, <laughs> something to walk away from and looking at emerging econ- economies as something to connect themselves to. So, yeah, there's, there's mm-hmm. definitely going to be a reshuffling of, of the way the world works and, and who are the, the major powers and where where their areas are. Uh, you know, their sphere of influence is. So that's why you see things like the drawdown of troops and, and things like that, because just point blank period, America cannot compete on a global level as it's, look, we spent so much time as a, as a one superpower world, meaning in the past 20 years after USSR fell, but that's going away. There's going to be multiple superpowers. So, you know, we're seeing that transition in real time. Cool beans. Hold on a second, fellas. We got one more calling in. <laughs> Hello, caller. Thanks for calling. We the people radio. How can we help you? How you guys doing today? Hey, doing well. Doing oh, well. I see you got one of my nemesis on line with you, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm. A, I am an outwardly spoken supporter and voter for Donald Trump. And I happen to so be a black African-American. And I don't blame him for anything toward a detriment. You know, this, what, what do you do? What do you define white supremacy as? It's simple. Well, first, first and foremost, sorry to hear that you're one of those supporters. Second is that is what would be called trolling because we're having a great conversation about open minds. And we talked about the zombies in society that come in and try to eat the thoughts out of our brains, which is what you're trying to do by coming in here uh, with your so-called Lord and Savior. We're, we're thinking on this program, and you're parroting. So 
Well, had, I hear so many definitions for it. No, I hear no, so many definitions. You'll infect the whole show. That's what the zombies do. We're the survivors, and, you know, it's, it's just it's, it's safer to kind of constantly keep on edge to know that you're just here to promote your propaganda. No, I'm not promoting propaganda. I was you trying know, to address the topic the of the show. You brought in your propaganda before that. You you said well, that that was the first thing you said was your propaganda. Well, also, let me add something to that. I'm also a natural-born so United, United States citizen, too. But you lied when you first came in. So 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 when you I, lied when you first came in, you lied. What do you mean you I lied? lied? I didn't lie. What do you, you mean no, I because lied? You said, because you said you came here for the topic, but when you came here, you you promoted what you wanted to promote. And and you lied about that when 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 asked you said no 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 I'm coming for the show and then it was exposed that you didn't come for the show. Well, now I you're told saying you're natural did, born. No no. When I came, no, in, now you're saying in, natural born. Hold hold on one second. Now you're saying you're natural born. If you yeah. just lied to us, why should we believe you now? That's what zombies do. Well, we got to realize. Let me, say, let me say this. I have no intention, no need, and I have nothing to gain from lying to you. I but wanted you to contribute to the show. <laughs> I want to but contribute to the show. Now, if you don't want me to contribute to your show, no, then, no, I'm, then you that would be fine. But you're being listened to very carefully. That's all I'm saying. Just well, just, that's just okay. Well, people listen okay. to everyone, and, and I don't want to waste any time on your show arguing on that point. Because, as I said before, you say, "Are we witnessing the last stand and fall of white supremacy?" And it depends on how it's defined, because there's a plethora of definition of white supremacy is. I have no problem with white nationalists. White nationalists is a person who has strong affinity for the nationality of the country that they reside in. And they could be white, they could be Asian, they could be black as an adjective before the definition of before the word. And my idea of white supremacy is simply this. When you look at certain aspects of industry like offshore oil well drilling, equity financing, leverage buyout, boycotts, and sanctions. Normally, and for a long time, the faces behind that have been whites. But that is changing. It is changing because other ethnic groups are coming along and they're competing. And they win and they lose. Whites win and they lose also. So this new political definition and how to use the word white supremacy in order to throw shame on white males, and typically what they do is from what I hear, I think it's ludicrous. But that's the world we live in, and particularly the country. Yeah, I, I think I think the problem is you're working with a definition that's, that's not only outdated, but has no relevance here to what we're talking about. We're talking about, like, globally what's going on. Like, when you say people who are nationalists, you have no problem with them. Anybody who's a nationalist in the in the idea of competing globally is either twenty years behind or doesn't understand you know what the new economy means. Like the, the invention of globalization wipes away the relevance of nationalism. So these nationalist movements that we see in these countries where these people are voting for uh, people who are telling them they're going to bring back the good old days and uh, their their country is going to take over uh, trade and, and bring back manufacturing and things like that, when 
just economically it won't work because globally there will be a workforce who will compete with you at a much lower price point, and any corporation that tries to buy into that nationalism thing, they're going to lose their order to a company who is willing to do what? Global. <laughs> Global economics. So that, that well, whole nationalism thing doesn't wash. And the, and the problem that I think that you're having in coming in thinking that, that when we talk about white supremacy, we're talking about bashing white males. No, we're talking about there should be no ethnic group who has that much power and control over the globe, and that comes to markets, military, finance, all those major categories you can talk about. There should be no group that has that. That is a problem. It's a relic of imperialism, and it's going to go away, not just by, you know, people pushing back as we see the riots in Bolivia. We see the riots in Ecuador. We see the riots in Haiti. We see all of these different, you know, disruptions in it right now that you're going to have to what? run the new software for the system. If you want to keep capitalism alive, you have to run new software. You can't run the old model of the one percenters take lion's share of the wealth and the workers are satisfied with whatever's left over because whatever's left over has been getting, getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And people are more aware of that now. So, so what we're talking about is a whole different thing. We're not talking about people's feelings or just being mad at white dudes. No, that's not what we're doing. Well, you know, I see what you're saying, and as I said many times before, the way you uh, make an establishment for your predominance in the world is through innovation and new ideas. And that's something we have been seeing coming out of the United States for for a lot of reasons. And one reason is the educational system here in this country. It is lacking. It has a lot to desire. And also, you have such a burden, such a draw on certain aspects of this society, certain groups. And that has to change. The way that uh, things have been going on has to change. At least groups, and they all divided by groups, which is all right. That's what they want to do. They should be able to maintain and contribute to society in order to make it great like it should be. But uh, that's did, all did, I wanted to add. And uh, Did you hear what we were saying when you called? We, we were talking about specifically that, that the people, are they're not trying to let go of the power. You see, so we were talking about how America doesn't work, how it totally screwed over anybody who thought it works, and the only people who still think it works are the ones trying to put everybody back to sleep, the people that wake up and they start to become aware, like the three of us on the show, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, you're you're definitely knowledgeable about orthodox mainstream stuff that they want you to think really works. You know, the people who make these tariff and trade laws, these are not the people you see. The people you see are their puppet hand. They, they, they control those people from an unknown, undisclosed location. And, and well, they, they run industry. I heard you mention something about Britain earlier. But with every identification of a problem, there's got to be a solution. What's your solution? The host had mentioned something about Britain. Pardon me? I mentioned Britain. He didn't. Yeah, well, I don't know. I said I heard somebody mention something about Britain. Mm -hmm. And it's secret. Well, he was right. He he was right. We are Britain. You see, so if you think that we're not Britain's uh, hitman or right hand, 
you actually think you believe the illusion that America is an independent entity. We do what we want separate. No, we do what Britain tells us to do, just the way Canada does it and just the way Australia does it. And just the way the Caribbean and these other countries that I've been to that said to me that even though they get their so-called independence, they can't sell their sugar to anybody else. They have to sell it to these guys at a certain price. And that made mm-hmm. me looking to see how these things are used to control us, to keep us in what we called com- comfortable slavery earlier on the show. What do you think, so th- what the, do you think of the logical solution in order to turn those things around? You've you got to start a town. If you really believe in that it, America, like, like you know the law, it, it, that is a, a thing we can do. As men, we can say, look, we're going to start a town. And I've seen a town not too far from me become incorporated. So if that route has to be taken, it has to be taken. And then you, you start, you know, you have to have your laws made out. Because if we can't make laws, then what type of men are we? You know, I, I'm not, I look at somebody else's law and I can see it's wrong. But you never get rid of something by bashing it. The only way to truly make something obsolete is to build a better model. So when you build a better model, you got to say, okay, how do I prevent it from sabotage? Because, you know, back in history, as legend would have it, Black Wall Street, other places had become successful and were, you know, and, and were bombed. You know, that, that's a, a nation bombing their own nation. We, we just invaded our own nation for oil, you know, in the Dakotas. Nobody looks at it that way. You see, so America, by definition, seems to be more like uh, an oil company with, with an army, an air force, a navy, and marines. Controlled by who? By Britain, who basically controls the world. You go anywhere in the world, you'll find somebody that speaks English. But you can't go anywhere in the world and find somebody that speaks Spanish or French or Russian. You will find English, and that's a problem. It, it, it's, a, it's like Rome. Whatever controlled Rome, it was like, you could speak what you're going to speak, but you better know Roman, too. All right, so oh, you're you know, Rome. Yeah, it, 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 this is, the likely solution is the incorporation of some land and storage your own city. Town. The, the, well, the town, the village, if it has to be a village, because sometimes they'll call it a village, it grows into a town, and then the city is the, the ultimate goal. It would have to be a sovereign city, Possibly, you know, look into what do they talk about when other cities annex a city, like how Budapest, uh, you know, annexed, you know, Buda annex Pest became Budapest. So we got to say, what is this? What makes it sovereign? You know, and only really men are going to do that. Men well, of certain you know, ages, uh, what you're not, saying, not young men. What you're saying, I'm going to say this and I'm going to get off if you guys don't. Yeah, right. what you're saying is allowed in many states. No, the host is in the background. He wants to speak. The host is in the background. Oh, oh that's not the host. That's, that's... Go for it. Oh, I didn't know. All right. Anyway, I, uh, thanks for the opportunity, Phil. I'll talk to you later. Good luck with your ideas. Yeah, man. I love every time so he, he calls. He wanted up. to argue about 45. It's all good. But, right. but honestly, yeah, every time he calls it's, up, it's, it's always a... the same exact thing. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's an yeah. arrogant question, though. So it's like something that's been 100 years in the process, you want to ask a single person, hey, what's the answer to fix all this? And it's like, no, man, we can throw our ideas against the wall and things we've come up with, and other people can take those ideas, take the good, throw away the bad, and come with their own ideas. But 
the same process is going to have to exist to take this whole thing down, meaning hundreds of millions of people thinking, coming up with different solutions, and then pushing it forward. But that whole thing where somebody says, hey, the world is a certain way, how do you fix it? Like, what, what the hell? <laughs> like, man, yeah. <laughs> folks, dude, trying to come up with, with solutions. But come on, man. Well, you trying to make you look crazy for, for going against the status quo is what it is. Yep. Right, oh, right, right. God is going against the status quo. What's your idea to run the whole world? It's like, no, that's <laughs> not. You know what's funny is every time I bring up the town scenario, people like him, they get scared because they sense it's real work. You got to put the hammer to the nail to the wood. You got to build that yep. town. And I think what scares them even more, it's actually a real solution to say, wow, we run our own town. I mean, I dreamt about that since I was a kid and felt that I couldn't walk safely in my own town, you know, Mm. so the only solution is to have your own and, you know, never feeling part of the community, you know, and stuff like that. And then, you know, you have Independence Day and all of these fake days like Christmas, everybody's nice. I've always said I'd rather everybody treat me like they treat me on Christmas for the rest, for the other days of the year and then act normal on Christmas, you know, but it's, it's so orchestrated, you know, our lives have been designed by the government to be so pathetic that we need a vacation to get away from them. You know, it's like when we really look at the state of affairs where we can grow from that point, we realize, okay, we're already on rock bottom. We didn't realize we were, but all right, we're going to make this better life. And in the midst of that, I learned the most important thing is you got to have a defense against like the guy that call he he trolls a lot of shows, but they try to bring you back to the herd. They try to break out tribalism and say, no, no, no. You know, that's the G man. That's like, you know, the government man, it, it, it clear as day. And I think the positive energy kind of just drove him away. I never saw him gave up that easy before. Wow. It, it, yeah. About Americans and, and like small benefits. So, like reaching a certain level, I'm sorry, y'all. We got fireworks going on out here. For what? I don't know. But uh, reaching a small <laughs> little form of benefits, Americans hold on to those so tightly that <clears throat> they're worried about somebody else being able to access those benefits or those benefits not being as lucrative as they thought they were and not being a way to look down on people. So, like, regular folks, like, you see regular folks arguing against the fast food folks who try to get you know, a raise on minimum wage, and you'll see regular folks like, nah, because if they get 15 and I'm only getting 25 an hour, then I don't feel as above them. And, and that's the the real, you know, issue when it comes to Americanism. It's like this, this tiered system of being able to look down upon people. And if you can't, then you don't feel like they, that you've risen within the system. Now, how the hell do you the, get the people to wake up out of that idea? The, the thing that shows me the, the the amount of stupidity in regular people is this: is let's take sports. They will argue against a player holding out for more money and side with a billionaire <laughs> over somebody who's broke like they are trying to become a millionaire. I'm like, you siding with a billionaire, saying that it's, that this man is wrong for trying to get more. I'm like. That's stupid. That goes against. You should be the one holding out from your. If uh, if all of y'all walked off your job at the same exact time, which is why they hate unions, 
and said, mm-hmm. you know what, forget it, we done. They gonna shut down. Right. I tell black folks all the time, like there's, there's this video where they fired one Mexican dude wrong in a factory. They all walked off. They had to shut the place down. They begging them yep, people to yep. come back. They was like, no, nah, you did them wrong. I said, if, if if everybody would get together and just exercise the power you have in numbers, this whole thing. But people are sheep. No, nah, man, I got to get this job, man. I got to get this. They are working you like a slave. And what they're going to do is replace me who realizes that you're a slave with somebody else who don't realize they're a slave so that the peace can be kept and everything can keep going. They crossed the picket line back home. Uh, the people on the line making $45 an hour, putting together, you know, these complicated little things and machinery for this company, and they go on strike. They're fighting for wages. You know, it's on TV every day. We see them downtown fighting. They're striking the union guys. And they bring in people for $10 an hour to do the same job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, as long as you got people willing yeah. and, and silly enough to do that, like, yeah, that's, but I'm sorry, though, bro. I just wanted to eat that. The town, the town is the only is the only beginning of that of getting out of the bucket, you know, because the people are like crabs in the bucket, you know. They'll try to pull you back in the bucket when you try to get out, you know, to get to a better place. So that but that's the reason that they destroyed every last one of them. Yeah, yep, Village, exactly, and, and Rosewood, yep. um, Tulsa, mm-hmm. Oklahoma, every last one yep. there ever was they destroyed because of that reason. It's, whoa, they don't need us anymore. It's like, no, we don't need you. We do perfectly fine by ourselves, but you need us because people don't understand. After slavery ended, they needed us so bad. That's why we did so good because they didn't know what the hell they were doing with anything. They had never done anything. The most, like him skilled about labor the, for, the most skilled labor force, the skilled labor force in history. The, ever. Think about it. You had all of these skilled <laughs> people entering the workforce at one time. Their expertise, their expertise is, is is governing people. That's why they need us so badly. All they can do, yeah, we don't need them. You see, so the thing is, is that it's hard. The the hard part that we face is it's hard to build a house and write the blueprint, print, and you know make the nails and the hammer. You know, so we are right. so disorganized, and they have that. They know how to take a group of of non-thinkers and organize them to where they'll defeat us. Even though we're more powerful individually against any one of them individually in a group, um, like one researcher put it, he said, they're an organized baseball team. He goes, we don't even have uniforms. He goes, and we're trying Mm. trying to battle them. And then to make it worse, any money we make, we have to pay them homage to support the team that's going to fight us, you know? So we're in a serious situation, you know, but there's something that's so great that we know that we don't know that we know that they are giving billion dollar advertisement ads a year to, to distract us. They're, they're poisoning our water, our food. You know, you got to think to yourself, wow, it seems like I'm like Superman and I don't know it. And they're like, I hope they don't figure it out. Because, like, we already figured out if we all walk away, the pyramid collapses because we're what, what holds it up. But then it's like, how do we really get free? It's, it really is akin to the runaway slave. If we, because if we, we're like running away from home because all we've ever known is an oppressive government under the disguise of 
you know, don't worry, we're helping you, you know. I, I think one historian put it as the government breaks your leg, gives you crutches, and says, you see, if you didn't have us, you wouldn't have crutches. You know, we gave you crutches, but they also broke your leg. You know, and the government the pimp, where the pimp used to beat the hell out of the girl and then put her into a bath <laughs> and take care of her and say, baby, why did you make me do that? But I love you so much, I'm going to bring you back from this. And it's a cycle. Yep. It's, okay, as soon as she starts getting in the feeling of stuff, he's going to break her again. Yep. That's, that's all they, they do. do. And it's the cruelest pimping ever. It's like, man, it's, yep. hey. Oh, yeah. But folks oh, yeah. like they, being pimping. They love it, and they and they do not want to see us. You know, with building of towns like how that how the guy the troll came in, we the defense and from you know what we see with Tulsa and the destruction that I realize has to be built first. It has to be built in a way like when it's being built, it can't be destroyed, and once it's fully constructed, it can defend itself. It has its water, it has its you know its its industry because that's the one thing that'll make the town thrive it has to have some type of industry some type of production and you know preferably sustainable production and then which also you know has to do with technology so kind of like a place you know with science and also production and that would succeed but we're doing it in the midst of having other people trying to chime in that oh you guys are you know trying to separate you guys are conspiracy this you you know and that's that's the zombies you know we just got to realize okay we're in this we're in this thing like that but it's amazing that even the three of us are on the line right now you know four definitely seemed too good to be true and it definitely was too good to be true (laughs) (laughs) you know but But, but i'm amazed that you got white people that's been doing this stuff with their little where they have you know they go in the middle of montana and get five thousand acres and they have mm-hmm. their own little thing, and they're like, yeah, you, whatever you say, don't go on here. <laughs> yep. Whatever the government says, you know what they're not here. This is ours. What they do, what I notice the government does to attack those people, the passive attack is the, uh, is the methamphetamine, pharmaceutical, you know, because I wonder why it's so bad in the places where people have done that, where the places where people have gotten a little distance from the government it's the same way they fought China with the opium wars. You know, uh, China didn't mm-hmm. want the opium, and they, they, they fought a war. You know, a lot of people don't remember it. Like, you know, the caller, he wouldn't remember that because he's the nationalist. He, you know, a lot of people, I had to realize a lot of people undercover will be nationalists and act like they're not. And then, you know, you realize, like, wow, they really think it's going to work. And, it's, and as hard as it is, it's really hard to say, yeah, you got to rebuild it. Because anybody that knows construction, if it's built on lies, some that foundation has to be clear. It has to have a solid foundation. You when you build it on down. that, yeah, yeah, it's, it's yep. tough. I mean, and that's the you can have right symbols. If nobody wants to yeah. destroy it, yeah, I mean, they can. You know what they, they want to what, change? What really though. Is, it's like it's not going to yeah. change. Yeah. No, they got to put it in the museum. It's got to be, you know, to say, okay, we're not going to destroy it. We're going to put it in a museum and say, okay, this was a stepping stone that didn't work, that led to what we did that did work. See, they want to say, oh, no, you see, it did work. So all of this murder and genocide was worth it. You know, we had to, you know, break these eggs to make this omelet. But we see that it's not going to work. Any thinking, rational person can see that the foundation has to be 
solid. So it still serves a purpose to saying, yeah, you know, it, you know, we, we start to say that, okay, we needed that to know what we don't want. And now we built what we do want. And the average person usually looks to break down what's oppressing them. It never, it'll never work that way. Like that's like a Palestinian throwing a rock at a tank. It's not, you just, yeah, you're fighting military grade weapons and you're fighting right. weapons you don't even know of, you know, this 5G and all of that, who knows? You know, so peace, you know, like I realize art is revolution without violence. That's why graffiti is illegal. It totally, when, when you start to really think, you say, wow, I see now why certain, yeah, graffiti can change a person's mind. If you see a big, you know, poster with something, it's going to influence you, you know, and that's what they do. It, it, like that movie, uh, They Live, you know, where the guy put the glasses on and he started to see yep. that the, everything was different, you know, like, holy Obey. smokes. Yep. Yeah. Obey, obey. And I'm like, you know, you know, in a country that's been that was formed on a revolution, you surely tell me to abide by the rules a whole lot. When your whole thing is, hey, look at this cool revolution we did this one time, and it made everything better. But as soon as I mention it, I'm a traitor and everything else. I'm like, what? It's like, no, 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 no. I'm just saying the same thing that y'all said. Literally. No, you're right. No, no, you're, you're, you're. Hypothesis makes a lot of sense, man. I, I, you know, I think about a lot of stuff, and I didn't really think about that. But already being an open thinker allows me to embrace that a lot easier to say, you know what, that kind of makes sense and goes right in line. It's like, why would the Revolutionary War be a real thing? Like, it could have been a skirmish that, of course, we didn't win. It's kind of like the World War II thing, what I used to say. You know, they're saying that we battled the Nazis uh, shit, more people here worship Hitler, you know, than they did in Nazi Germany. It's like, who really won? And, and you know, the same thing with that Revolutionary War. Yeah, it has never changed hands from, from England. So, and the funny thing is, England uh, burnt down Washington, D.C. during the, uh, you know, the war. I think it was 1813, 1814, around there. And, um, mm-hmm. and you know, so when you look at that, you say, okay, they did burn it down. There were storms. The president had to, you know, be taken away to a different location. And, um, you know, then, of course, they could just say, okay, America recouped, and this is what we have today. What if, like you said, what if it was, oh, it's always been, you know, we tried to rebel. Oh, yeah, just write in history that they won the war, just the way we're going to write in Easiest that way to the Allied the troops. Yep. Yep. Totally. It's like, oh, yeah, you guys won. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. now everybody's like, oh, hey, we're cool. We... And I'm yeah, like, you no, mention it. You mentioned it. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's how they don't like French people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's true. Yeah. It's if you mention anything about, oh, the Holocaust might not have been as bad as it was, of course, okay, it's bad, but maybe the numbers were a little tweaked. Maybe, maybe, um, you know, when I look at it, I say to myself, okay, look at everybody else that's been screwed over. Nobody got nothing. No 40 acres and a mule, no, you know, reservation land, you know, uh, back. But all of a sudden, this happens, and you're the worst Holocaust ever. Nobody else went through it as bad as you did. And you get a country, and you get $5 billion something dollars a year from the taxpayers, from us, you know, you start to look at that and you start to add things up saying, wow, you know, that's crazy. You know, the Tasmanians don't exist anymore. 
and we have a place. Oh, and they don't want to talk themselves. about what Rhodes did down in Africa to that genocide, and and they got a scholarship yep. named after that man. That's the most prestigious in the world, and it's like he was a yep. mass murderer who cut yep. off people's arms, legs, everything yep. else, and it's like, but, and 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 that's why you know when you look at Hitler, which you know is a, is a controversial subject when you tell people to to study study everybody that the United States hates and see what they really stood for. And Hitler was like, everything I learned, I learned from the United States. The ghetto, oh, yeah. all yep. that stuff. He's like, I learned everything from you. When you talk about, you look at yep. Gaddafi, Gaddafi's like, I just told him I didn't want their money. We got enough of our own, and we can unite Africa. And next thing you know, he gets wiped off the map. Saddam Hussein said, I don't want to use the United States dollar anymore. We got oil. We got everything we need. We're good. Next thing you know, he's an enemy. Fidel Castro said, yep. everybody here is black. He's like, we're not going to do white Cubans anymore and black Cubans like the United States did. You're a Cuban. And people revolted against that. And I'm like, so when you look at all these people, what they did, that they're telling us they're evil, and you find out that uh, not so fast. But folks don't want to look at it because they were told in this book or by this teacher or by this person, this, 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 and this, and this, and this. And they're like, oh, okay, gospel truth, let's write it down. And it's like you, you, you're living in a place where they celebrate Genocide. Yep. And call it and Columbus Day it. or Thanksgiving, and right. Yep. And, and they, they, they teach, teach you to worship to, to, to murder. Cheer. Right. You yep. know, I'm like, I'm living in Georgia, and you got Stone Mountain up there. And every time I see black folks go, I'm like, you know, that's like the Confederate freaking uh Mount Rushmore. It's like, what the hell is wrong with y'all? <laughs> yeah. If I'm like, don't and know. then the Civil if War, this whole thing, it's like, yeah. how did you fight a Civil War and revolt against your own country, and then they still let you keep statues and everything around it is crap? Come on, yeah. man. This stuff don't, nothing it, makes sense. When you actually look at it, none of it makes sense. It, 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 it's like uh, George Orwell and, and Al Dillis Huxley wrote those uh, novels, 1984 and Brave New World, where in 1984 he said, Ignorance is, is uh, freedom, you know, um, and that's what people want to know. That you know, they, they don't know that that's Confederate Mountain. Just the way I tell people that when you see a statue of Columbus in North America, he never came to North America. He went to you know the Central. He went to Hispaniola, only four voyages, and he went back to to, to Europe in chains, you know, for hanging nine Spaniards mm-hmm. on on the second thing, you know, so. And, but yet they, they say he discovered America, like, you know, insinuating North America. And I'm saying to myself, like, wow, not only, of course, you know, somebody can't discover, you know, another place where somebody lives, but they, um, it's like, man, that's not even, you know, the right place. You know, I'm like, you guys are like saying he discovered North America and it just, uh, it really is. They will, I've, I've noticed they will defend the lie even like, cause there were, um, there was a site. I think the guy um, was an Italian last name. He he was America in politics. No, 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 no. He was like modern. He was modern. Um, oh, this okay. guy has a website. Yeah. And what he did was because the routes that Columbus took from from uh, uh, Spain to to um, the New World, uh, you know, they went down. You know, it, it leaves Spain and it goes south southwest. You know, so it's going to hit the Caribbean, and then you know those are all, and then the third one goes very southwest because it hits 
uh, uh, South America. So you mm-hmm. take that route, and if you flip that route upside down, it looks like you come off of Europe and you hit North America, like Nova Scotia, right above, you know, Maine and stuff like that. So people have taken the maps, flipped them, and said, oh, no, look, this is his third voyage. He went to Nova Scotia. He did hit North America. And if I didn't know about the four voyages and the, and the map lines of which islands he hit and, you know, Bahamas and all of that, I, would, I wouldn't have been able to spot the lie. But an ordinary person that didn't know that would, would join the zombie crowd, and then they would, that's how I noticed. I was like, wow, these guys can grow in number quickly you know, off of a lie, and there would be no way for me to say, hey, like what I said to you guys, like, you know, they flipped the map, this, and they wouldn't even let me get that out, you know. They would just, you know, immediately, you know, either ban me from the whatever, the the chat room or the phone, and just, you know, it, it's hilarious. And that's when I started to realize it's like that zombie Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead movie scenario. One of my biggest thing is when I tell black folks, the majority of your people were here already. Because if you look at any of these old archives from these people when they first got here, they talk about how black people were here already. Mm-hmm. And they got it written yeah. down no. still to this day where you can go read it. And they talk, even in Columbus and stuff, he talks about how black folks were there already. The pilgrims talk about yeah. how black people were here already. And I'm like, if they've convinced you all that they shipped you in from Africa, not understanding that years before Columbus ever thought about coming over here, Mansa Musa left and came up through South America, and they've been here. If you look at the Incas, the Aztecs, most of the Mexicans, the stat- they built pyramids. Everywhere there's pyramids, black folks. Everywhere there's drums, black folks. The statues have cornrows, black folks. I'm like, come on, people. But you believe what you're told, and you don't question it whatsoever. And that's crazy. Yeah. There's big, big myths in history. You know, what I noticed with studying Egyptian artifacts too is that there was a a wide variety of people of different, Mm -hmm. you know, people in there. And I realized that that's more of a threat. Like they want it to either be black or white, but if you, the biggest threat is like, even if you look in the Central Americas, they have a lot of um, clearly, clearly what look to be African statues. They have also what looks to be kind of oriental, like, you know, very, and you still see it in the people today in a lot of Central America, you see the oriental mixture, the height is not as tall, just like, you know, in some of the Orient. And, but then they said the Mongoloids came over through um, what is now Alaska and the Africans came through the, right. And the Africans came through the tip of South America. Because if you look how close Africa and South America are, they're right there. It's just like going through well, also, the Bering Strait. Now what, now what they found that kind of like really, really throws up the theories is they found genetic evidence of Australian Aborigine and, and Papua New Guinea uh, DNA in South America, uh, giving the uh, connection. Of, yeah. So now this totally throws in a whole new thing. There's been a new discovery in uh, – and I think it's like uh, Canada where the first settlement, like, you know, settlements like, you know, of uh, they said they thought it was the Clovis people. They're saying that there's uh, a settlement that's 135 years, a thousand years old. So the Bering Strait hypothesis started to fall apart in a way, because, you know, when you think about it, it's like 
you don't have a motorized vehicle. You're on foot, basically, not even with mounted mm-hmm. animals. And you're, you're telling me you're going to chance polar bears and stuff like that, which, you know, even 10,000 years ago with the woolly mammoths, you know, the, they're predators. They've saber-toothed tigers, uh, grizzly bears that can run like horses. You know, that would be a nightmare. But then when you look at like, oh, so wait a minute, there's, there's a connection from Australia to South America. There's a connection with Africa and South America and North America. And they found uh, what appeared to be four Roman ships off the coast of Brazil. And um, this was in the 70s. And the, the, the government has banned, you know, the Navy started covering up the wreckage with silk because there was a big immigration thing of Italians saying that if those are Roman ships, then we should get free citizenships to Brazil. So, I mean, when you look at the, the <laughs> immaturity, yeah, it, the immaturity of the governments are just crazy, you know. And I studied a lot of it because I wanted to know where we come from. You know, where do people come from? And right. nobody really, you know, knows, you know. And, and it fascinated me. But, yeah, we're, we're, it's definitely oh, – yeah. and this is orthodox. Yeah, it's going back pretty far. It, it's definitely not – uh, you know, back to Egypt and that's it anymore. You know, definitely they no, have Sumeria. No, not at all. You know, yeah, Turkey. Yeah, uh, like when I had to explain you know, to a young man the other day, he's a military kid, I said, you know that you work for Rome, right? He's like, what? I said, the United States is Rome. I said, you do know that, right? You can't be in this thing and not realize any of the stuff that's happening. <laughs> and yep. they're always perplexed. And I'm like, we go by the Roman calendar which makes absolutely no sense. You know, it's like everything that we do is based off of them, which is why now we're descending into chaos the same way they did. Rome, Greece, all of their civilizations fall apart because men love men and the whole thing starts blending and it just falls apart. And that's why I said, oh, okay, yeah, we're getting ready to fall because here they go. They they went full on to now where basically – like always, the other day came out and said they're removing the Venus symbol from their women products because the transgenders are mad. And I'm like, so they're trying to erase women from being women. I'm like, that's just crazy. I'm like, so which transgender are mad? Is it the men that became a woman or the woman that wants to be a man? I'm like, which one? I don't even understand which one's pissed off about this whole thing. But my thing is, <laughs> do you, but why are you trying to erase women? It's all about authority. It's the AOI, authority over intelligence. It's because just like we said, when you look at stuff, you say, man, this doesn't make sense with the statues, all of this. You also look at it and say, why would, why are they pushing this so much? It's a senseless thing, you know, and it's all about saying, because I said so, because I said, and the younger, see, we have actually, it seems like how a baby is defenseless immune-wise and it needs to get a stronger immune system by five to handle just normal stuff and food. Mm-hmm. We have mine. We seem to be strong enough mentally to like totally crush it away, but they're getting to the teenagers. They're getting, by the time we're, if we're alive eighties and nineties, it'll be, it'll, you wouldn't, you can imagine, <laughs> you know, just from seeing oh, yeah. the guys in their twenties now. Yeah. You can just imagine. You wouldn't be able to. Nine Eleven will be the official story. Uh, you know, there will be. It, it, it'll be sad. Like kind of like Tesla said. He said, you know, there's going to be. It'll it'll be horrible, basically, because he knew mm-hmm. you're you're dealing with crooked, crooked people that um, that found 
technology somehow because studying the ancient, you know, origin stuff, I started realizing, like we said earlier, it's like, how do you go from the Wright brothers to jet planes, you know, World War II in 40 years? That, that That's crazy, you know, and then you look at all of the, the, the other stuff with the radio and all of that, and you realize it wasn't Marconi. Uh, Tesla had, you know, worked on it more, but then Tesla had to get it from somewhere else. Uh, da Vinci had to get right. his air flying machines, you know, schematics, you know, that didn't come from anywhere. And, and um, when you tell people that people, Egyptians had, had in home plumbing, folks look at you oh, like, yeah, they don't want to hear. Like, yeah. They don't want to hear that. We got 30 yeah, seconds I, I found, and this thing is going to kick us. <laughs> oh, all right. Thanks for having me on, so man. We're gonna I really have to, appreciate it. Hey, man, we're going to have to do this again. Check us out on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook if you're on any of that stuff. But yeah, we're going to do this again. So okay. hopefully you'll be calling in and listening in. All right. Sounds good. To everybody who's listening, thank you for the callers. Thank you. We'll see you all next week. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.